TTB Music Podcast. Summer. Yeah, last. Hot in the city. Yeah, it is. Yes, uh, yeah, and like I there'll probably be some uh, additional sounds of the outside world. I know. I like it. This, podcast. this time of year, it's we go from one podcast where suddenly it's daylight, and then the next one is boiling hot. Yes, so <laughs> this time around, we have the debut album from Harry Styles, uh, the second album from Chris Stapleton. Second solo album from Angelina Presley, uh, the umpteenth album by Juliana Hatfield, uh, similar for Gorillaz and similar for Mr. Rundgren at the end. But we're going to start off in true 70s style. Yeah. <coughs> with uh, the debut album from Harry Styles' X One Direction. Oh, is that where it's from? It is. <laughs> Apparently, they're, they're popular with the kids. They're a popular, popular band with the kids. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, and now I would suggest a pop quite popular with a Radio 2 audience. I can imagine. Yeah. Which is not the damn the album, I should say. No, it's not. No, that's that's damn it with faint praise, why don't you? Uh, actually, um, do you know, I am going to damn this with faint praise. Um, I whisper it. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. Yeah, it is, isn't it? It is. It is I, I don't want to shout about it too fine. much. But yeah. it's, it's perfectly fine, this record. Um, which surprised me because obviously I was I was gearing up to this one to hate it <laughs> and all that it represents. <laughs> yeah, but actually, it's all right. I mean, if you like your middle of the road <laughs> pop rock music from the last twenty years, circa nineteen ninety five onwards, and with a bit of a throwback to the seventies towards the end, thrown in for good measure, then um, yeah, this is this is the album for all all you middle aged kids out there. Yeah, very much. It's kind of, it's kind of like um, for me. What I was thinking about it when I was listening to it. What it reminded me of now, it was one thing I couldn't think what it was. Mm. Uh, I think it was Die actually, who kind of went, Oh, that, I can't remember what track it is. Went, oh, that bit reminds me of the Stereophonics. And I went, yeah. That's it. Yeah. It's the Stereophonics um, acoustic album. Yes. And this album kind of sounds like that, but channeled through John Lennon, Boz Skaggs, Beck. Steve Miller. Beck, yeah, Beck. Beck is it, Carolina. Is it Carolina? Beck. Carolina? Yeah, yeah, very much Beck. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of like, Channeling all that kind 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 of kind of kind of thing. Yeah, uh, it's it, it's it's well crafted for what what it is. It's yeah. I'd be lying if I said I didn't find enjoyment in this record. No, me too. Um, which obviously surprised me a great deal. Um, I, I mean, particularly the opening of the album. You got you got meet me in the hallway. Sign of the times, which I I, I believe is the single. Um, yes, that has told. been play, play, played played to death. Too much death yes. on the uh, And then you got Carolina. And actually, three or four tracks in, you got quite a strong opening for, for a you know middle of the road pop album. Um, it, it's it's it surprised me. And 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 um, I mean, actually, those songs that I've just listed, all very well crafted, well produced, but well written tunes. Yes. And, uh-huh. and, and before that, the, the, the fourth track from the album, Two Ghosts, is also uh, another favourite of mine from, yeah. the, from, the, from the record. I think it gets a bit in the middle. It goes a bit in the middle. And then and then actually, it, with that sort of 70s throwback towards the end with tracks like um, um, Ever Since New York and Woman. Yes. I mean, even a track called Woman has the ring of the 70s about it, doesn't it? Um, it, 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 it does sort of pick up and... Um, 
And I, I can only say, well, hats off to the guy. Yes, a, a positive. In fact, positive. Debut record. I have a feeling he's going to have a positive summer, particularly if his acting career takes off as well. This is true, <laughs> yes. The boy may go somewhere. Yes, the boy may go somewhere. Um, he might find he goes in several directions. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. 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 I'm just getting warmed up. The heat is on. <laughs> it's a fine yeah. song. By yeah. Ben Fry. Yeah. Yes, uh, I'm guessing we're saying that's all right. <laughs> we're saying that's all right. Let's <laughs> quick, quick canter through. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to the so country numbed, section. Numbed and stunned. Yeah. <laughs> First up on our country section yes. uh, is uh, Chris Stapleton. Yeah. Um, his second um, album. He was uh, this is first album a couple of years ago uh, called Traveller, which we failed to review actually for some other reason which was a shame because it's, it's, it's actually a really good record critically um, acclaimed I believe really, very yeah. critically acclaimed won a couple, yeah. of, couple of Grammys a yeah. couple of country music awards kind of um, classic uh, overnight success case of someone that uh, before he recorded his solo album had already had written and had recorded over 150 tracks by other people wow or, or co-written by other people so someone that had been Put the work in, as they say. Mm. Um, this record is the first of a planned two records for this this year, apparently. Um, ah, hence pick the it, title. Yeah, picking out some some of the tracks that he wrote pre his right. overnight success. Oh, okay. Um, and Smart. Like, and also, I think one of them is also a cover of a. I think the last thing I needed first thing this morning is that was a Willie Nelson song. Mm. And it's just over thirty minute thirty minutes long. I actually think this is a really good record for introducing any kind of artist, never mind, never mind the artist of own, because it, it, it does cover all your, ticks all your country boxes really, you go from kind of old school Merle Haggard style country music on Broken Halos and Up to No Good Living through to kind of Allman Brothers, Leonard Skinner style country rock of uh, the second one to know, some blues on I Was Wrong and Death Row kind of honky tonk on them stems and then even the kind of very stripped down singer songwriter type thing on the quite glorious either way. Mm. And I think, despite all those steps within flavours, as, as if you like, within the kind of country music bastion, I think what holds it all together is the fact that he's also got a cracking voice. Yes. Um, and, you know, I think a, sol a, a solid album in the top echelons of the solid album yeah. bracket. I um I you mentioned his voice just there. He has a very lived-in voice. Um, I thought he was much older. Mm. So I sort of did a quick, a quick bio on him. He actually we actually share a birthday, but he's he's twelve young, months younger than me. Oh. Um, so uh, I don't worry. He's, he's yeah exactly. Uh, so but but that surprised me because he has such a lived-in voice. I thought he was much older as yep. a singer. Um, and again, that sort of sort of feeling of a of a road long travelled uh, to get to this point uh, obviously comes through the songs. And if you think now, now you've told me something of the history there as well, with these tracks being predominantly from that period before success really found him, you kind of get that sense of of a striver. You know what I mean? Yes. Trying to sort of kind of kind of get the break. Anyway, um, yeah, I, I, it took me a few listens though, to be fair, to get into this one. Um, it's it, I found it. It's quite a, you know, it is country. It's uh, 
it's at the grittier end of country for my taste, if you will. Um, but actually, you know, what a couple of listens in and it starts to sort of click and um, you know, it's it's a it's a record. I said his voice is lived in. It, it's a record that feels very much lived in. Um, and and I think I think you have to live in it to sort of sort of get 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 into into to the where yeah. it's going. You know, I don't know where I'm going, but do you know what I mean? It, I, 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 yeah, really liked it. Solid, as you say, rustic and solid. Yeah, and also there's, there's a line in what coming off track is that when it's talking about lines, people call me the Picasso of painting the town, which mm. I thought was a yes, I like yes. Was a Indeed. A, a, good, a, good, a good line. I for, like a uh, nice comparison as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, moving on to uh, an artist who we've reviewed b- before on the pod- podcast. Uh, yeah, haven't we? Angelina Presley. And uh, American Middle Class was her debut album, which uh-huh. we reviewed a couple of years ago and yeah. liked it very much. Yeah. Um, are we liking its follow up? Yeah. All right. Um, for me, um, I think I. she She's kind of halfway between. Um, gosh, names have suddenly gone up blank. Um, she's kind of halfway between those two other prominent Brandy and Casey. Brandy and Casey, thank you very much. Um, it was Brandy I was stuck on. Um, she's kind of halfway between um, Brandy and Casey in terms of their, um, in terms of the, that's her style, I think. Yes. Uh, whereas with Brandy Clark, sounds exhausted. <laughs> in, I mean that in such a compliment complimentary way again we're just talking about people that sound lived in <laughs> she sounds like she's lived in through it lived through a lot um whereas casey musgraves obviously comes with the with a kind of a, a pop useful sheen yes and i think angelina's kind of pitched right in the middle <laughs> of the two if that makes sense um because yes. am i right i think angelina and, and Brad, brandy have worked are they part of that no, it's uh, no, it's um, it's right. Angelina, um, yeah. um, Ashley Monroe, yeah, Ashley and yeah. um, Miranda. Hmm. Again, my country girls all mixed up, y'all. Miranda, whatever her name is, I can't remember yeah. Miranda's name. Miranda's name. Yeah, so, so sorry, Miranda. Yeah. Um, so we, uh, yeah, she's. It's, it's, so again, it's kind of kind of pop, pop, got a pop kind of feel to it, whilst being quite truthful to to new country or country as it is yeah now um one track that i really didn't like was the track country which for some reason has um a huge rap all over it it does and you know, I, and I, I like my, my hip-hop but so i like i, I like country because 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 the song itself is clearly a, a total piss take of mm. good old boy country that yeah. is is predominant the only thing that gets played on country radio with blokes talking about talking about girls in tight skirts and and saying country all the time and good old boys and mm. crack open a beer and all that kind of stuff so I think it's meant to be a kind of meant, to be, a, meant to be a piss take in which case in which case all forgiven um, that passed me by because, because I just felt it was out of step with actually the tracks immediately around it as well yes although interestingly Only Blood the track that's immediately before that was co-written by Chris Stapleton oh right Oh, there you go. Uh, so I, there's some really, yeah. Other than that, which maybe I need another listen. Um, I found this, yeah, it's, it's a solid country album. At the, again, at the better end of solid. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm out. What do you think? Yes, I'm pretty much the same. I've, I came to listen to t- today actually, and it's um, kind of went up another notch in my uh, appreciation today when I was listening listening to it and had more time to actually. Mm. Soak in the lyrics and stuff as well. As well, um, 
and there's some again some really kind of funny lyrics on, on this record as there were a pre previous album um, Wrangle's really good and, uh, and Outlaw there's that kind of thing that I liked which is kind of on, on honesty about kind of hating the way country music's going and finding it yeah. hard to get uh, play on mainstream country mu music so on, on Outlaw it says like I don't want to be an outlaw I don't want to be a renegade I want to be a straight shooting highfalutin rider on the hit parade and it's the kind of thing yeah I'd like to be selling shitloads of records yes. it's just clearly I'm not willing to no, compromise compromise exactly just to do so no so I quite like that, and again, it's a, it's a nice mixture of um, old school country and kind of pop on the re re yeah. record as well, which I think kind of means, it, means the album kind of balances out quite nicely. And again, quite a short record. Yeah, very so, short. All round, generally positive for me. So I think in, in either of those records, probably the latter one, have we have we had a Trump reference yet? Uh. Possibly not. No, because there's plenty. Second, of second, yeah, second, <laughs> second half of the podcast. There's quite a few. There's and quite a lot, yeah. And there's quite a lot, even even if they're not quite directly in no. our next. Uh, um, Indeed. So album. I was kind of, I was kind of thinking. I think I listened to these two after the second half of the podcast. Yeah. Uh, which is up and coming. And, yeah. Uh, so next up is Juliana Hatfield's latest al album, Pussycat. And as you say, this is uh, an album that's clearly inspired by. Inspired by America's latest president. Indeed. Um, as I don't think he's actually named tall in any in rhinoceros any, comes pretty close, yeah. But uh, <laughs> uh rhino rhinoceros, let's put that rhinoceros is, uh, is a interesting song, kind of thinking about John's sex life in a strange kind of <laughs> way, uh, lyrically entertaining, kind of thing. but you've got that, um, off the short fingered man. Mm. Uh, it's also clearly about him. I want to be your disease to a certain degree, which is the opening yeah. track. Um, also, uh, when you're a star, it's kind of a mixture of him and clearly Bill Cosby. Yeah. About how you can pretty much do anything, do anything, drug people and yeah. rape them and get away with it. And even one of the tracks is called Kellyanne. Yes. <laughs> uh, that one's not hiding the, the fact that it's clearly yeah. about Kellyanne Conway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But saying that, so, so we should get to, the, get, to the, get to what the uh, album sounds like musically. If you're at all familiar with Julianne Hatfield, you won't be surprised with the sound of the album. Uh, once again, it kind of mixes that kind of power pop and grunge mm. kind of sound that she's been uh, producing for a couple of decades, frankly. Um, and as per usual with the Julianne Hatfield album, uh, sometimes it works better than others. Uh, I thought the album started off a bit slow for me. The first few tracks weren't really grabbing me particularly. Um, but then there's a chunk of songs from track three, You're Breaking My Heart, to um, that You Touch Me Again on track seven, which I thought were really excellent. Mm. And then, again, it's kind of almost alternating between good and okay from yeah. there on to the end of the, end, end of the album. Rhinoceros and Everything Forgiven finish off the album quite nicely, though. Um, and and yet again another quite short 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 rec record uh, that zips zips on by quite an enjoyable listen. I agree. Um, yeah, very enjoyable listen. Listen. Um, uh, I, I the, the grunge obviously appeals to me, and uh, on more than one occasion I heard echoes of obviously Hole um, throughout. Yes. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I found it a very uh, it covers some quite dark subject matter, but in a dark humoured kind of way 
Yes, I think thankfully there's some hum- humour in there, otherwise it would be, <laughs> it would be fairly, fairly yeah, grim, yes. Because yeah. uh, lyrically it's... it's lyrically, the violence, particularly sexual against women, um, is a predominant theme of the record. Yes. But yeah. overall, again... And, this is, and I think this is the album that uh, features highest in the Metacritic score of all the, of all the Indeed, albums yeah. we, we've reviewed this podcast. Mm. I say reviewed, just don't want two to go, but... Yeah. You know, so... Critically, this has been the most acclaimed album Critically of the podcast. Yeah, you can see why. It's, it's clever. So, uh, and entertaining. we move on to our final two albums. And uh, and, and also, it hadn't really occurred to me when I was uh, choosing the running order, if you like, but they're the two albums that uh, are the featuring albums. Oh, yes. <laughs> it hadn't actually occurred to me when I, was, when I was doing it, but they are the two featuring albums. They feature. They have lots of feet. Yeah, so we'll, we'll start with the... Uh, the more expected feature, they yes. think, which is the latest album from Gorillaz. This is always a bit, they've always been a bit of an element of a feat. Yes, and yeah. humans. Um, yeah, Pete, Gorillaz. Yeah, yeah. it's alright. <laughs> a good album. Um, I, did we review that last one? I was trying to remember. I don't think we did. No, we didn't, because they, they sort of dipped out, dipped out of consciousness for a bit and then came back um, a few years ago. And, um, and I remember listening to that album and this is very much uh, it picks up many of the themes of that album it's uh, it, it's it's experimental it's it's urban whatever the hell that means um, it has all that you'd expect from the gorillas and sort of the sort of trip hop hip hop elements thrown in um, it still sounds fresh I mean they've been doing this cartoon collaboration now for best part 16 years yeah 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 still no uh, you know, and um, and actually, what was quite nice about this album, because there's such a sense of collaboration that runs throughout, um, and, I, and I, I know Grace Jones was on there, but I never quite picked her up, um, is that the Damon Albarn doesn't feature heavily until sort of the second half of the album, you know, uh, so that sort of less reliance on him enables yeah. other elements to come through. That makes sense. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, standout tracks. Oof, there are so many tracks on this album to choose. There from. are so many. Tracks <laughs> there are so many tracks to choose from. Um, but the aforementioned Charger, we had, uh, featuring Grace Jones. Um, uh, I, I also liked uh, Strobe Light near the beginning. Yeah. And um, and Hallelujah Money obviously had had something comical to say and political. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, I struggled with this album the way I struggle with most Gorillaz albums. To be perfectly honest. Yeah. Um, for me, they're a band that tend to come up with a couple of good tracks, mm. and the rest of the album is kind of yeah. yeah. And um, that's kind of the way I felt about this. Even giving it a third listen this morning, uh, I was kind of thinking, considering all the serious talent that's. On here, some serious talent here. Yeah, yeah. Why does it still feel a bit flat? Mm. And why is there such a lack of tunes? Mm. Um, There's no Clint Eastwood. No, um, <laughs> I think you've highlighted the the, the, the higher points of the albums. Actually, the Grace Jones collab on Charger, uh, the final two tracks, "How Many Money" and "We Got the Power," mm. um, uh, both strong rest of it for me I was really really struggling and uh, yeah. it felt like a very long all three listens felt like a very long 50 minutes rather than a, 
a very short 50 minutes. Yeah. Uh, I see what you mean. And didn't cry out, come back to me, listen to me again when you finish doing this podcast. No. Um, so I don't expect this album to feature in my top 20 come the end of the year. I like Harry Styles. Harry has a much higher chance of feeling yeah. appearing in my top 20 than this one does. I can, tell you that, I can tell you that for a fact. Wow. Whether he actually does or not, that's another matter. Shocking but, news but here. certainly has a much higher chance of appearing in, well, my, who'd have thought? in my top 20 yeah. than uh, the gorillas do. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I. I Which all brings us very nicely round to. <laughs> Repeat listens. Pingathon. Yeah. Pingathon. Pingathon yeah. alert. No, I'm actually going to disable the ping <coughs> machine because otherwise it will break. Yes. Uh, later down from Todd. Mr. Rungren back again. Um, an album that he made uh, not kind of for his own volition as, as such this this time apparently the record company got in contact with him and said would like a record. Really? And he kind of went, fine. Oh, no. uh, just clear Patrick Records. And he said he didn't really know, have an idea what he was going to do at the time because he was in the middle of doing other things, touring with Ringo amongst the thing, <laughs> things. Wow. And so he decided that while well, he's never been a big collaborator, that it, that maybe doing a collaboration album might might be an idea. Which I him. find bizarre. Yeah. When you think about, well, his whole career. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, all the writing he's done for other people and... And so on. Yeah, so he just yeah. He, so, and also because he lives in when well, he's not touring, he's living in Hawaii, so mm-hmm. it makes it difficult to and expensive to kind of get studio time to sure. do stuff. Uh, and he also said that that the whole Prince and Bowie thing had also uh, been a contributing factor as well, and making yeah. him think actually, yeah, who knows when he might drop dead, mm-hmm. uh, get out there and make some make, make some music while you've still got the opportunity to do so. Wow. So that was the kind of thing behind 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 this. So he then con- contacted a few people who his music he liked or people he'd worked with before in some capacity um, to suggest making an album. And also, it, I think he also decided that what he didn't want to do was make a um, an album's worth of duets. So he didn't want it to be a a duet a duets album specifically. Although there are a couple of duets on the record, um, he wanted it more to be that kind of thing where the other person can shine through as well as 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 well as him so it wasn't comp- people two people artists competing for right top billing on a song kind of thing um so the result um as one might expect from that kind of setup really is is certainly musically a very mixed bag because of the uh, different kind of artists he's chosen to work with um so it does go from people like Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross through to Robin um, Joe Walsh, Donald Fagan, uh, perhaps less surprisingly, Daryl Hall, and the result musically is also a, a, a very mixed bag as well. Um, it has to be said, the more I've listened to it, the more the, the more more I like it. And I think when it work, when it does work well, uh, it works very very well. But two of my favourite cuts on the album actually are ones that kind of don't feature Todd at all, except they do because he's playing all, playing all the, all the instruments, but. Uh, are two ba- ballads he's written that have other people singing so mm. um, could have been me fi- yeah. with Sun Robin strong. and yeah. beginning of the end featuring ja- the jazz singer uh, John Butte uh, near the start of the album as well mm. I think are both really great great tracks um, Mr Trump crops up again as we he does 
uh, on tinfoil hat yeah. with his tiny little hands, tiny little hands. Um, <laughs> which is a song co-written with Steely, Steely Dan's Do Donald Fagan yeah. and you can tell cause it's, it does have that Steely Dan mm. not just through Fagan's voice but the kind of sound, sound as well uh, as I said there's a, there's a, there is one of the proper duets on the album is uh, Chance, for, Chance for Us which is a duet with Daryl Hall, yeah. which kind of sounds exactly what you'd imagine a yeah. duet between Todd Rundgren and Daryl Hall to sound like. Deaf Ears, the Trent Reznor track, um, I like, I know it's one, it's one of the tracks on the album that's kind of, it's, it's kind of got mixed reviews from people, people, it. people either, either take to it or don't take to it, I quite like it. Um, and also the album I think ends really well, it's got a track co-written with his son, uh, Wouldn't You Like to Know, uh, and this is not a drill featuring a... Uh, Covered by Joe Satriani, which has some serious guitar work, um, which also is also Nine Inch Nails ish mm. in sound. Yeah, um, very so. Uh, so overall, I think I think it's actually a considering the various different strands and different music, different styles, and different people involved. I think it mostly holds together surprisingly well. So I think, generally speaking, thumbs up. A thumbs up from you. Yeah, I guess the thumbs up for me as well. Um, I've I actually found this. Um, uh, we've reviewed a number of his albums now. We have because he's, he's been he's been churning churn, churn them out. Like, exactly, it's been one every year for the last three or four years, um, including that amazing collaborative <laughs> instrumental effort last year, which was really cool. Yeah, Brundons. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or yeah. Um, so I actually found this album hung, hung together very well. Um, and again, if you weren't massive Todd Rungren fan like yourself and you were coming to this fairly new I'd, I'd say this is a good jumping on point to be honest mm. I mean yes it's not typically Todd because yes there are so many other artists involved so that does impact on the musical style however I think in terms of in terms of uh, career highlight reflection of of his work uh, this is kind of Todd in a package yes you know um, without being a greatest hits as it were um, for me, you've mentioned all what I think are the best tracks as well. Um, I did really enjoy That Could Have Been Me, a chance for us. Um, I also liked I Got Your Back, um, This Is Not A Drill, and of course Deaf Ears. Yeah, I think it works really well here. Um, I, I Again, this ongoing issue I have, I think, with Nine Inch Nails at the moment, yeah. is I think it's quite weak for them. But it, it works here. It works here because Todd's involved. In the same way he was involved in that remix. <laughs> Hello. Um, so, so I think it, it sort of complements. He complements their current sound rather nicely. Yes. Yeah. If that makes sense. It does. So you, you, you could. I don't mean that as a backhanded compliment. Yes. Whilst I don't think it would happen, you could quite, you could quite conceive, conceive a, a entire album. Yeah. Collaboration. Oh, absolutely. Between between them. And I'd buy it. I think it'd be really good. Um, so yeah, that, that that comes. So I'm probably on, in favour of that, but come some sort of convoluted route as to why um yeah i i, I think again hangs together really well amusing as always witty as always buy my tea buy my tea is hilarious yeah yeah pushing right. cotton yeah exactly and it's just that whole he he is not afraid to sort of take the piss <laughs> yes <laughs> exactly um so yeah really really cool so, album of the podcast? Oh, this has been a tough one. Because actually, this has been, I think, a better podcast selection than we've had perhaps for a couple of months. Uh, Dare I say it? It's certainly been, I think, certainly a more balanced one, I think. Yeah. Um, we, we, had, we had a stinker a couple of months ago, but I couldn't find anything to say I liked. 
Yes, I'm just trying to think what my. Yeah. Um, but this one, I'm struggling. Because, um, I mean, props to Harry Styles for surprising the hell out of us. Uh, but it's probably a toss up between Angelina and Todd. D- ditto, I think. Yeah. I think that's probably what my choice would be as well. Um, so that's us done for another podcast. Uh, next up, uh, I'm not sure we're going to review next podcast, actually. So, Sometime in the summer. It's coming soon. Yeah, some albums, probably. So, yeah. Excellent. With some music and stuff. Well, that usually helps. And the words. And the words thrown in for good measure. The things. You need the words. Bye. <laughs>